right. Good morning. Happy Good Wednesday. Morning. Cheers. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> I've got an empty wine glass today. Hey, unfortunately. empty wine glass. That's all right. <laughs> I can't drink. I can't drink alcohol for the next few weeks, so. Well, you know, sometimes you can't drink alcohol, and that's just the way it is. That's right? life, right? We can live and with that. I will just watch you drink and be envious <laughs> and count down the days until I can. Until you can again. Well, Steve is here, so hello, Steve. How's it going this morning? Hmm. Uh, all right, so what are we talking about today, Zara? We are going to talk about SEO and why everyone should have a blog. Mm. All right. Because it's important. It is important. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think people always realize that or think about that, especially in the world we live in today where, you know, you have your Facebooks and you have your Instagrams, you know, YouTube, whatever it is, and people feel like, why do I need a website? I can just use my Instagram feed yep. or my Facebook page or, or my whatever. Well, and that's, I think, a big part of the problem. People sit around and say, oh, well, like, I'm not getting organic reach. I'm not getting clients. Everyone who's on Facebook or Instagram is just price shopping. They're not the right clients for me. Well, yeah, but what are you doing to create something that draws people to you? And the only way truly to get your SEO going, which is your search engine optimization, is to have original content that will help drive people to your site. So when people search for, you know, wedding photographer in Indiana, you are coming up on that first page because let's be honest, if you're not on the first page, you're dead. You're yeah, you're no one's clicking on you. Like I typically don't go past the first three. Mm -hmm. Like past the ad, first three search results. Yeah. Uh, how often do I go to a second page? Uh, pretty much never. Yeah. The only time I do is when I'm at the museum and I'm researching a topic where you sometimes have to go deep, deep down right. into the pages to find the super obscure reference that somebody made somewhere to the historical topic I'm looking for. Right. And so, yeah, <laughs> unless you're writing a research paper, but if you're looking for a recommendation for a photographer for yeah. a restaurant, whatever. You're not like, like yeah. unless you are looking for a specific answer, you're not going to dig that deep. Right, right. So. Uh, Steve says, side note, yesterday morning, while not busy at work as usual, I did a complete figure sheet of what I need to make slash do and all of that. I have a ton of work to do to make it. I uh, said, followed your downloaded presentation from ClickCon. That's nice. awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Now you Yay. got a roadmap. Yeah, that's cool. I so, am really glad that's helping. So on uh, anywhere on that roadmap or plan, did did you have website or blog? I know Steve, you've talked about doing videos, which is another way to do at, to increase SEO. Um, so video can be a component of a blog. Yeah, so I'm and curious I think. About that. Mm -hmm. And vlogging, as they call it, as the kids call it these days, um, is actually a great way to not have to, like, if your aversion to blogging is the writing part of it, right. that's a great way to go about it. I mean, you could even do something, like, if you are on Instagram and you're doing Instagram stories, you can just save those videos and compile them into a mm -hmm. little video that you can put on your blog. The... The main point of blogging is to put out information that your ideal clients are looking for. So when 
they are searching for something they that is popping up on Google and Google is finding it relevant. So then it's sending those people to your website mm -hmm. and hence creating business for you. Right. And that, I think, is probably the most important thing that people don't think about when they're thinking about their blog and their website and SEO and trying to get traffic. Right? You think you want people there because you are a wedding photographer and you want them to book your services. And ultimately, you do whatever type of photographer you are. However, the person who, generally speaking, people don't get married that often, right? They only well, get married once in a while, <laughs> we'll say. Hopefully once in a lifetime. I mean, ideally. I mean, that's... let's be real. Let's just say once in a while. <laughs> this is the world we live in, right? So, so a person is only going to be looking for a wedding photographer periodically. But yes. they may be looking for other information or other things around tangential to related to weddings right indirect stuff that you could be knowledgeable about and be sharing about and so when you're blogging you definitely want to blog like oh i shot this wonderful session here are the photos from the session tell the story of the session you know whatever it is or this is the beautiful wedding i shot yada 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 that's good to do i'm not saying don't do that but that's not really gonna that doesn't help with seo because Nobody's searching for, you know, um, Zara and Donald's beautiful, blissful wedding photos blog. Nobody's well, searching for that. Well, they wouldn't find it anyway. Uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> they wouldn't find it anyways. Nobody's searching for that. But what they are searching for is, you know, um, best, best bride made, best places to get bridesmaid dresses in Denver, Colorado. Right. right. Or yeah. best caterers in, you know, Denver, Colorado. Or yeah. what's the best meal to have if I don't want to have lame-ass baked chicken for my wedding meal from my caterers? Things like that, right? Those are the kinds of things that people are going to be searching for. And those right. are the kinds of blogs that you can do to help create SEO that will get your wedding website to the top of the search results. Yep. So you want to be the trusted advisor. Think of it this way. It's brand recognition, right? So if a bride is, even before they're engaged, they're looking for venues and hairstylists and florists and pinning things to their Pinterest and things like that. So if you have a blog on the best florist or 10 questions to ask your DJ prior to booking them or things you should know about wedding photography prior to booking your wedding photographer. If you have blogs like that, that they are constantly, when they're searching for these things, it's constantly coming up, your name is starting to be a recognized brand. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, when they are engaged and they are looking for a wedding photographer, your name is going to pop up. Or if it comes up in a list, they're more likely to pick you because they recognize that name and they trust that name versus someone who just popped up as, you know, Joe Smith photography mm -hmm. weddings in Denver. Right. So it's building that trust. And in order to build that trust, you need to actually expand outside of just posting 
photos and talking about how great, you know, Mary and Joe were on their wedding day. Right, exactly. And so some of the things that you guys can do is, for example, like wedding season for most people is a pretty short wedding season, right? Like typically it's the summer plus a month here and a month there at the end. And so what are you doing the other six months of the year? Um, and that's when you can get together with other vendors or other people who are in. It doesn't even have to be wedding related. Let's say you're doing branding photography. Get together with other businesses that help provide any kind of branding and do blogs like interview them or do blogs on their products or do blogs about how you know you can spend your honeymoon or how you can spend your summer or what do you do in your slow season and just getting those things out there on top of it one of the best ways to make your blog um be searchable or google for it to recognize that you know you're you're putting out original information is if you have links so links going outside of your blog to other people's websites and then backlinks so other people linking you on their website so getting together with a group of vendors and creating blogs that talk to each other so you're sending maybe you're sending people to a dj's website and the dj is going to send people to your website because you really did like a cool slideshow or a cool video or something like that um so yeah that's that's my suggestion for blogging mm -hmm. yeah so i think here's a block that people probably run into a lot and i think this would probably be a helpful exercise to walk through which is um steve said I want to do a starter video and I have notes on why we need images or why we take photos and go more in depth about it. Just don't know how to really do it. And I think I think that's a thing that a lot of people run into, which is you have the idea, whether it's for a video or just to, to do a blog, but you don't know how to approach it or how to do it. So um, if you want, Zara, I was thinking we could kind of use Steve here as a case study and basically walk through the steps of preparing and doing something like this. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, so the, the first question I'd ask Steve is, um, you say you don't really know how to do it. So I wanna define that a little bit more, like what don't you know how to do? What is the, what is the, what is the actual roadblock you're, you're looking at and trying to figure out how to get past in order to move this forward another step? And generally speaking, when you're trying to come up with uh, or trying to get yourself to do a thing, this is this is a good process to walk through, which is to to literally sit down and look at it and say like, what is the the very next thing that I need to be able to do? What is the very next challenge that that I need to accomplish or or deal with in order to inch this forward? Because a lot of us get caught up in this idea of, okay. I need to make a blog and then all you can focus on is what the end result is going to be and then you get this anxiety and frustration because you see in your mind the finished result but you see no path to get there and and then you never do the thing whether it's a video or blog or something else because you're you're all tied up in your head about it and i get that because i've been there right and my advice is done is better than not. Yes. Or done is better than perfect. Yeah. Okay. So for a video here, Steve says, I'm a really, I'm really a technical dot guy and I never feel creative. Um, how to start the actual video, like a timeline of how to make the video. I think you're overthinking it. <laughs> 
I mean, I yes. I will say that. Like, you however, just sit there and start recording is yeah. my advice. But I'm also not a video person, so Spiros is probably better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and to, and to be fair, right? Like you, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to call you out, Zara, but just just to prove the point of how <laughs> how difficult it is for people. Oh yeah. How long had you been thinking about doing video before you actually did it with my right. help? And the only reason I did it is because you were sitting there and you forced me to do it. <laughs> right, right. Which, uh, again, not calling you out at all. Oh, this is what uh, happens need, with people. <laughs> I need to be called out because I think I have two videos recorded that still need to be edited from months right. ago. Right, yeah. So, so Steve, I'll let's let's walk through that process for a video and putting that video on your blog and... <laughs> And if it would be helpful for you guys as well, we could walk through the same basic process of actually just doing a regular old text blog. So for video, and, and like you say, I mean, I'm, I'm a video guy. Um, so the process starts with determining the topic. And when you're doing a video, here's something that's super, 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 super important if you want to hit that SEO, which is thinking about the actual search term. Right, so you already have a general idea, which is why we need images. Uh, but I wanna show you something that'll help you refine that even further. So we're gonna switch over to, I keep hitting all the wrong buttons here. Switch over to my screen here and I'm gonna open up my YouTube app. And when I do, I'm gonna go up into the search bar and I'm going to start searching for something. Let's say, um, okay, so why do we need images? So why, why do we need wedding that doesn't bring up anything but here's the thing do you see all of these suggestions that come up on the screen here why do we need sleep why do we need school why do we need him why do we need water why do we need oxygen those are good questions <laughs> um what about the importance of wedding photos yeah what what i want to point out here is all of these all of these things that come up here that youtube is suggesting suggesting are things that people actually search for. And a lot of people search for them. It's a common search term. And that means that that's a particular topic that people are interested in. So say that again, Zara. Uh, why are, what is the importance of wedding photos? What or just the importance the... of wedding photos? Okay, so that's not giving us anything, right? So hmm. here's the next thing. So like uh, wedding, Photography, tips, tutorial, behind the scenes, lenses, images. And so I think, too, YouTube is probably going to be more for the educational. Mm -hmm. uh, not always, but yes. Um, so I do wonder if, like, Pinterest would be a better place to search, like the other terms. It, it can be. So I, this is just one example. You can actually just do this in the Google search engine as well. And that's a really good place to do it too. So, so here, here is a potential search term that you could use for this particular idea you have, which is why do we, why do we need images? Well, it seems like why do we need images is probably not a term that people search for. Why do we need images? Why do we need photography? Yeah, see, what those things don't aren't showing anything, but why is photography important? That comes up as a search term. So yeah. that could be the actual title of the video or the blog post, right? Mm -hmm. And 
and this is important because this helps frame the content that you'll make. And I'm not saying that you have to change the content because if you have an idea and it's a good idea, you're just taking that content and the idea and fitting it to the search term that people are actually searching for. So real quick, we'll just do the same thing on Google so you can see the, you know, it's it's the same thing because it is Google. Google is YouTube, YouTube is Google, right? So if right. we go to Google here and we go, why do we need, some of the same suggestions come up. Why do we need, you know, photography? So why do we need photography is a search term that comes up on Google. So that may be one that's worth using as the topic. So this is your starting point, and this is important because if you if you put if you use a title for your blog or video that people aren't going to be searching for, then it's less likely to benefit you in terms of SEO, um, and that's and that's really important. Just like I said earlier, nobody's searching for Donald and Zara's you know lovely elegant Denver <laughs> wedding. Because that's a search term that just nobody's searching for, right? But people are thinking, well, why do I need a wedding photographer? Right. So maybe that's a search term you put in. Why do I need a wedding? Why do I need a wedding planner? Why do I need a wedding website? You could probably get away with how, why do I need a wedding? Yeah, why do I need a wedding photographer does know. show up, right? So, so this is a place to start. Okay, now once you have this, Changed my notes for the title already in my phone. Okay, so good. All right, so once you have your title and spend a little bit of time searching, another another way to do this search process is just to do something like do wedding and then go A and see what comes up. Wedding arch, wedding anniversary, guess wedding B, wedding bands, wedding bands for men, you know, wedding C and see what topics and what search phrases come up. And that can help give you ideas for things uh, that you may want to do in the future. Okay, so you've done that. You've got your, your, your search title. You've got your video topic. Now you need to have the content. Now you say you already have ideas. You already have, um, you know, you already have the basic idea. So you need the content. You can approach this one of two ways. And it really depends upon how you work. In terms of a video, you can either outline the video with the major points that you want to hit in the video, or you can write yourself a script. Either way works. And when I make videos, I do both. Sometimes I fully write out a script. Literally every single word that you see me speak in a video has been written out beforehand, edited and rewritten before I ever record the video. And then other times I just sit down and I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna outline this. Uh, this isn't conducive to scripting and just go with the outline. So that outline or script is your next step. And if it's a blog, then you just write it. You just outline the blog itself. So the major points you wanna hit in the blog and then you need to write that out as a blog. And, and if you're doing something like this, what's important is you have to, no matter, no matter how you're doing this, blog, video, whatever, please, for the love of God, just get to the fucking point. <laughs> get to the point because the point is what people are after. And here's a perfect example. How many of you, how many of you have gone online and looked for a recipe 
And every single time you pull up a recipe on one of those stupid recipe blogs, you're like, Jesus Christ, I don't need 4,000 words and 500 pictures. Oh on, my God. <laughs> right? Yeah. On, 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 you know, the, the amazing journey I went through making this food. I just want the damn recipe, which you got to scroll all the way down to the bottom to find. Right? Like, I hate that, and most of you probably hate that. And and how many of you have sat down to watch a video on YouTube, and you're like, you know, my God, it's three minutes into this video, and this person is still telling me to like and subscribe, and telling me about right. their their amazing, you know, whatever, because they're vlogging, so they've got all of this amazing, wonderful B-roll of making coffee or skateboarding down the street or whatever, and and all of that trash. And like, you're like, I want to know. I want to know what I want to know. I want to see what I want to see, which is, you know, why is photography important? This fucking B-roll makes no difference to my life as far as whether or not photography is important because it doesn't tell me anything, right? And I'm not saying don't use B-roll in a video if you're making a video. Use B-roll appropriate for the video. Okay, so when you're writing it out, when you're outlining your blog or your vlog, get to the point because the point is what people want. And I'm not saying you can't inject personality and you can't add little flourishes to your post, to your video, but make the content the focus. The thing that the people want is what they want, so give that to them. Give the people what they want, okay? So when you have that done, with a blog post, the next step would be deciding how much imagery you need to go with that. And if you're a, if you're a wedding or other photographer, it's probably good to have some kind of imagery going with it and something that's relevant. So the next step would be planning out the imagery to go with it. And if you're looking at a video, the same thing would be, do I need any B-roll? So B-roll right. doesn't always mean skateboarding, coffee making slow-mo shots and super cool pans. It just means something else that you show while the A-roll, which would be you talking to the camera, isn't on screen. So if you've ever watched one of my videos, you know, sometimes I put an image on screen just showing you a photograph that I've taken to demonstrate a particular thing. That's B-roll right there. It's just a photograph. Uh, and you can do the same thing in your videos. Um, now, sometimes with video, it's easier to actually record the video first and plan the B-roll second. Um, and sometimes it's easier to plan the B-roll first and then record the video and the B-roll at the same time. How you work is something that you'll need to figure out as far as making a video goes. But once you have the sort of content planned out, you need to record for the video. And the easiest and simplest way to start is just to sit down in front of the camera and talk to it. And it's sometimes the hardest thing for people to do, but it's also the easiest way to record a video. Just sit down right. and talk to the camera. And don't and worry. And don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. That's what I've learned from you. Yeah. Just yep. keep talking. Just keep talking. Just keep going. And if you mess up, you can always cut it out, which exactly. is so much easier because before Spiros and I sat down to like, record videos, I always thought that you had to like have this one perfect little it. script and it's like one take per segment or like the whole thing had to be. And that's what was hugely discouraging because I was like, I mess up like every 4.5 seconds. <laughs> Even when I script a video, I still fuck up a bunch and still mm. have to make a bunch of cuts to it. So even with the script, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll bang a script out and it'll be perfect, but that's the rarity. Um, 
Okay, so now recording is relatively speaking the easy part, but it's actually also very hard. I understand that. So you need to sit down, you need to talk to the video. Here's a, here's a couple of tips when it comes to actually recording. Number one, you want good lighting. Think about your lighting as you as a, as a photographer and set up your lighting um, for that. You'll obviously need continuous lights for videos rather than um, strobes. And you also have to think about the sound. The sound is super important. And if you are using one of your um, Z cams to record, one of your Nikons, then get a mic for the camera. And it doesn't have to be super fancy. It just needs to be either a shotgun mic that sits on top of the camera that will cost you like 40 to 60 bucks. Um, use a shotgun only if you're going to be within five feet of the camera. If you're gonna be further than five feet away, then use a lavalier mic. And uh, if I recall correctly on your Nikons, um, they have mic inputs. So, boop, just pop it into there. Um, now, setting up all of the video settings on the camera may be a little more, I know you're a technical guy, Steve, so it's, that's probably something you won't have much issue with. But if you're a person thinking about video and you're not super technical, then using your DSLR, mirrorless, whatever, you know, your quote unquote real camera may be its own stumbling block. And it might be easier just to use your smartphone. And that's fine. Smartphones record amazing video. You don't have to have fancy whiz-bang doodad video cameras to record. Um, just sit down in a well-lit space and also use a microphone. So with your phone, it could be as simple as using the headset that comes with your phone. Um, otherwise, you can get shotgun and lavalier mics that will plug into your phone. Now, if you're using your phone, you're gonna need some kind of a tripod and a little phone mount, but those are cheap, you can get them on, on Amazon because you certainly don't want to record like this, holding your camera, right. you know, because after like two minutes, it's gonna look like the Blair Witch Project and <laughs> nobody's gonna wanna watch that shit. <laughs> Now tell me on that note how like how, how do you feel about those like little um ring lights that have you know like the phone thing on them I know a lot of like makeup artists and stuff like beauty bloggers will use them like yeah. cuz that'll that'll take care of your lighting yep and it takes care of your phone holding and I want to say it's like uh, you can get them from like 50, I'll look it up, 50 to like yeah. 100 bucks, you know. Yeah. It's, Those are not totally expensive. fine. Those are totally fine. In fact, like this one that I recommended to a friend that's actually a ring light. Um, are you talking about the ones that clip on to the cam to the phone? Are you talking no, no, about? No, they're like ring lights on a stand. Okay, yeah. We're talking I'll about the, link. yeah, we're thinking about the exact same thing. Um, go ahead and just post it into the chat because I know exactly what you're talking about. And and I, I, I totally recommend those. It's a, it's a ring light on a light stand with a phone mount right in the middle of the ring light. Yeah. So everything's all in one and you set that up, you pop your phone into it, you plug your mic in, you sit down in front of that light and you record and it's brilliant. Super simple, super easy, super cheap. And that's a great way to go. Okay, so Steve says, I find it hard to just stare into a camera. Maybe I'll put a picture of someone above the lens a bit. <laughs> so uh, here's an important uh, important point about that. Um, I, I totally understand. It is difficult at first to stare into the camera uh, and to talk to a camera. I recognize that. But what if you need to tape a picture up there, that's, that's fine. Do that. But be careful because... People notice the small eye shifts, right? So look at my eyes. Right now I'm looking into the camera. Right now I'm looking at the monitor that shows me the camera view. And now I'm looking at the camera again. 
And now I'm looking slightly above the camera at the Lumix badge on the camera itself. And you guys should, I'm pretty sure you can see those shifts. People notice that in videos. And if you're not looking into the lens, that sometimes puts people off of your video because you don't feel connected to that person in the camera. So right. I encourage you to um, push past that discomfort and stare into the lens. Now, a thing that may help you get beyond that, this is getting a little bit more complicated, uh, but a thing that may help you and make it easier is to buy a teleprompter kit. Now, not necessarily to use the teleprompter, although you can if you want to, but just because it puts a piece of glass in front of the camera lens that makes it easier for you to stare into it because you're not looking into a lens. You're looking at a piece of glass. It's almost like looking at a mirror. It's not a mirror because, but the point stands. So if you have a hard time staring into it and you need help with that, something like that, a piece of um, glass, two-way, one-way glass, whatever, in front of the camera, from a teleprompter we'll here, help. something similar will help because it obscures the lens, but it but it allows you to still look directly into it. <clears throat> okay, Steve says I need somebody to sit there and yell at me to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. that's why I have Spiros. Right. <laughs> so you know, let's be real about it. Video is hard as fuck. Um, you know, you guys, those of you who are here saw me, whatever it was, three weeks ago now, and the meltdown I had. Um, and when it comes down to like just making the videos, I still enjoy that part, although right now I'm not doing it. I'm taking a break from all of that stuff. Um, but all of the other stuff that was surrounding it was, was really, really intense. Um, so be aware of that video. And I'm not saying this to discourage anybody from doing video, just to help you understand the reality of it. Just producing a video is a lot of work. Recording is a lot of work. Editing is even more work. And then posting that video and distributing it, that's its own set of work. It, it is a lot of work, and you need to be prepared for that. Blogging, just doing text blogs, can be much, much easier. Now, I'm again, not trying to discourage you, Steve, or anybody else from doing video if you're thinking about video, because video is very powerful, and it can help you reach a lot of people. Uh, but be aware of that. And... And before I shut up so we can move on to the next step because I'm talking a lot, I just want to say that the more preparation you do for your video, the easier your edit will be. And this goes for That's a blog true. too. This goes for <laughs> this really goes for anything, right? If you sit down to record a video and you have no plan and you have no path, um, you're going to end up with a ton of okay, maybe even great footage, but you're going to have to edit the fuck out of that to make it yep. into the concise video that you need it to be, which is on the topic you're creating, right? But if you, if you have your outline or your script, you think about the content you want to produce and you focus on that and you record for the edit, meaning you record a video thinking about the final product and what that's going to be, then you're going to cut down your editing significantly because you're going to have, you're still going to have to trim off all of the flubs and all of the things that you thought belonged, but actually don't belong and whatever, right. but it'll be a way easier edit than if you have this bloated mess of meandering whatever, because you had no plan in the first place. And editing that is, is a monstrous headache, monstrous headache. 
And the same goes for a blog, a, a text blog. If you have no plan and you just sit down and you're like, I'm gonna write a blog about being a wedding photographer and why you need a wedding photographer, right? And you end up with this meandering, pointless, you know, unhelpful piece of content, you're gonna have to either, you either think it's great and you post it and it's not gonna go anywhere, or you're gonna spend so much time editing and re-editing that text to actually turn it into a blog post that people are actually going to want to read and engage with because you started without any plan. So right. planning your content is, is very, very important no matter what medium you're producing that content in. Agreed. Okay, so was that helpful, Steve, and anybody else who's thinking about or trying to approach doing this? Um, and, and what other questions do you have around it that we may not have addressed up to this point? And while we're waiting for that, y'all should go to shp.photo slash bizmerch. You're getting so much better at this. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> All right, your turn to plug the merch, Zara. <laughs> uh, I'm Putting you on the spot. I did, I did just order a ring light. <laughs> Because I don't know where my other one is. I think it's broken. Oh, somewhere. it's broken. All right, so. As we were talking about doing video, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, my little light is broken, and I need someone to fix it. And by someone, I mean someone Me? who's technically, technically savvy. <laughs> at, well, I'm a little far away. I yeah. I'm going to try to see if I can get Donald to fix it. Uh, yeah, he's probably a little bit better bet. <laughs> well, at least he's here. Yeah, exactly. All right, so if you want to support the show and you feel inclined to do so, you can do that by going to shp.photo slash and picking up. A shirt like this. Look. Yeah, a shirt like that, like the one that Zara's wearing. Check it out, <laughs> right? Except I thought it was black, but it's blue. Yeah, it's a good color, though. I like that. <laughs> Now, if you don't want to get the merch, that's cool. You can also share, uh, let people know about the group, tell them about the show, invite them into the group, and tell them how amazing Zara and I are and how much you appreciate us, assuming you do actually appreciate us. <laughs> All right, so on that note, um, planning out your content is huge, obviously. You know, just spent, what, like 20 minutes talking about planning out your content? Yep. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the other things to think about as far as the actual SEO is concerned. Uh, so what do you got for us, Zara? So as far as SEO, some of the things that are really important is keywording, but you want to be pretty, very careful with keywording because you don't want it to be a keyword dump because then Google will recognize it as a keyword dump and discredit you. So you want to make sure that you're putting in where you're located, what you do, who you are, and kind of like incorporating that into your blog several times on top of whatever the topic is. So for if we're taking Steve's example on uh, why wedding photos are important, you want to make sure you're putting in, you know, I'm going to use me, Denver wedding photographer the location of whatever wedding it was, the venue's name linking back to the venue, and then you're also putting in the importance of wedding photography or wedding photos are important in several different places within the blog. Uh, but you need to make sure that it's not just like a standalone sentence, that it is something that flows within the blog so that it's not just a keyword dump, it's actually right. for utilization. Um, 
I know back in the day when SEO was new, people would do like a footer on their blogs and on their websites and stuff and just dump a bunch of keywords. If you do that now, from what I know and understand, Google will flag that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you just want to make sure that you're really utilizing those keywords. And my suggestion is to always have like five to 10 keywords that are kind of like your go-tos that link back to your brand, back to your business. Um, and just make sure you like work those in there. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to think about as photographers or just in general, anything like even as the, like the recipe websites, right? Five to 10 photos is more than enough. Mm-hmm. You do not need to blog 60 images from that wedding. Like yeah. there's absolutely no need for it. If you feel like you want to tell the whole story of the wedding, then put together a slideshow or something like that that is in just one spot. One of my biggest pet peeves is having to scroll through, like if I'm looking for like a specific piece of advice or a specific answer, scrolling through like five and a half million images to get to text. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two. Uh, another thing is to never start a blog with a photo or a video. You want to always start your blogs, your written blogs with some kind of text and typically something that has at least one or two keywords in it Um, because Google, when it sees an image, it doesn't recognize that as valid information. It just sees it as an image. So it's like blank space versus if it's words, it recognizes those words. However, I will, I will, I will add to this. Um, If you take the time to caption and add alt text to your image, that actually is helpful yes. to Google. And just, and you just should like, do that. And you should do that, um, but don't keyword stuff that. Make yeah. it relevant, but don't keyword stuff it. Particularly the alt text, the alt text should actually be descriptive of, the, of what the content of the photo is, because that is for, um, blind and visually impaired people who use the text uh, to speech functions and assistive, um, you know, the accessibility functions of their devices. Right. And having the, so making sure your title is relevant on your images that you're posting and having that metadata text Mm -hmm. um, in there Mm -hmm. actually helps your SEO. So like always make sure that the images that you are using for your blog, like I do this standard, like all of my images have the title of them is the location, Mm -hmm. what it was, so it'd be Denver, wedding, um, the, if there's a venue, then the venue and then the date and by couples initials. And then it's, you know, one, two, three, whatever, sequential. And so the fact that there is a location and a venue name and what it is, is already good enough for it to keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do that with every single one of my images. It also helps if like someone goes to print your images because the title isn't like, you know, a random sequence of numbers, the labs will recognize that it's actually professional and ask for a copyright release, yeah. which is something you want. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there for blogging? I've got a couple things I wanted to add. Um, so first I wanted to just give you an example of what keyword stuffing looks like. You've all probably seen this. This, this actually works on Amazon because it's Amazon, but this doesn't work on the wider web, right? 
So this USB-C hub, Hutu 6-in-1 USB-C to 4K HDMI adapter with 100 watt power delivery, SD card reader, 3 USB 3.0 port for MacBook Pro Air, iMac and Type-C Windows laptop, Space Gray 2019 upgrade. Right? Like that's a horrible thing to put as a title or even just in your post or in your video. Right? But if we go back to, um, you know, why is wedding photography or why is photography important, right? Um, why is photography important? Okay. Then why is photography important is your title. Okay. This is the actual search term that people are using. So if you, if you naturally pepper that out, within your content, that's going to help your SEO. You don't want right. to stuff it, but as an example, when I'm scripting out a video and I'm using this method, this technique, what I do is I start the video out and I'll say, hello photographers, today we're going to talk about why photography is important. Now that's not the exact search phrase because it would sound weird for me to say, hello photographers, today we're gonna to talk about why is photography important, right? Like that's, that's gibberish. So <laughs> it, it needs to be natural. Right, but then later on in the, um, you know, in the video, I might say, you know, blah 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 blah, this this that that, and that's part of why photography is important. So adding it into your natural flow is helpful. Just don't go overboard, and make sure that it reads and feels natural. You'll right. know it. You'll know if you're stuffing because you're going to be like trying to fit it in there and be like, oh. It's been three paragraphs. I should have it in there again. How can I cram it into this paragraph? Don't do that. Just let it be right. part of the natural flow of the content. Think about it and insert it where it feels natural and where it feels right. One of the best pieces of advice I've gotten about blogging um, is to, like, if you have a hard time writing, because that mm -hmm. was my my issue and it still is, you know, it's once I get started, I can go, but it's like that getting started part, which I think is a lot of people struggle. Yes. It, just voice record yourself. So voice record yourself talking about the topic. And then from there, you can just start transcribing it. So a lot of times if I'm thinking of a topic, I like typically I'm driving when I think of something. So I'll just turn my voice recorder on, on my phone and I'll just like randomly babble about it. And then I'll go back to it and listen and then start like writing out stuff like even if it's just in like bullet form mm -hmm. and that's where you feel like where you can naturally plug in those keywords like mm -hmm. hey you know here in denver we have this beautiful venue and it's located blah 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 but then i could also say denver wedding photographer 70 times in that text which would just make it seem stupid <laughs> so try to yeah just conversationally and i think writing especially in blog form and even in video, I would say like if you are talking like you would be talking conversationally is going to be the best way to reach your audience mm -hmm. versus trying to make yourself sound like, you know, you're a book or right. something like that, like a textbook where, yeah. you know, it's all proper and such. Uh, we don't talk that way. We don't communicate that way. And blog is supposed to be your communication with your clients and your potential clients. So mm -hmm. keeping it, as down to earth as possible yeah also don't like dumb yourself down and start talking like you know i don't know a third grader because you feel like that's what your audience needs like yeah. talk like yourself <laughs> yeah but uh, and and the flip of that though is um you know you don't need ten dollar words um and i'm not suggesting that you guys would do that but some people think it makes them sound better if they use 
you know, bigger, fancier words. And if you can say it with simpler words, that just act, that genuinely makes it easier to understand and more relatable. It's like when um, in Friends, whoever watches Friends, when Joey writes the adoption recommendation letter for um, Chandler and Monica, and he uses a thesaurus to like <laughs> and he changes every single word. And when they call, they're like, "Oh, it was so nice of you to have a third grader." <laughs> like, write this letter like you don't want that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and and to go back to your voice recording i've got a hot tip for you which is if you if you voice record something and you want to like literally transcribe it rather than listening to it and trying to type it out which is transcription is a huge time sink um this this tool called otter.ai will take a video recording or a, a an audio or video recording actually um, and transcribe it into text phone right now. <laughs> and and you, yes, you have to go through and you have to do some editing and a bit of cleanup on the text. But it is amazing, and it is they they give you like I don't know sixty or a hundred hours. They give you many hours free per month of transcription. Oh wow! And it's amazing. So um, I I. I use I used to use this to transcribe my videos for captioning, or for using on my if I didn't if I didn't have a script, I would shoot my video up into Otter, and get the transcription and then use the transcription for like the blog post and things like that. That's genius. Yeah, you would think there would be something like that. Obviously, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's it's a great great tool. I highly recommend it if you're using. Um, voice recording, or you just need to turn some kind of, you know, audio into editable text that you can work with. And can you just like, if you record, because I just use like the voice memo. Yep. Yeah. You can just spit that right up to it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a really great tool. So I'll put that link into the chat as well for anybody who's interested in it. I already downloaded it. Thanks. Fab. Yep. (laughs) All right. Um, the the other thing that I wanted to add is um, with your blog, most it, most platforms have an opportunity for you to add tags to your blog uh, post on your website. Yeah, and, there'll be a section for like keywords or things. Like yes. it'll titled something like that. Yes, and you'll want to put all of the keywords that make sense. So your title, the title of the actual uh, post, blog, video, whatever, that should be one of the keywords, right? And then variations on that are also usable, right? So why is photography important? Why photography is important? Is photography important? You know, those are a few examples. And if you want to be using tags that search terms that people are actually using, then go back to Google or YouTube and and look for variations on that term, right? You go in and you start typing in and be like, okay, why is photography important? Is photography important? That comes in, is photography important to society? That might work, right? Why is photography important in our world today? Those all are variations on the search term. And as long as it's relevant to your content, those are tags that you could include as part of your keywords or tagging um, in your in, on the blog or in your YouTube video or both. 
Ooh, all right. And just to add to that, um, mm -hmm. I also feel like when you're blogging, you want to make your topics, uh, what am I trying to say? You want to make them like broad enough that it covers a few things, but not too broad because for example, it's why is photography important? I feel like it's way too broad. It is broad. Yeah. I would go with why is wedding photography important? Or why is family photography? Like narrow it right. down a little bit more so that you're getting the right people because why is photography important? Almost anyone in the world could be looking up that topic. Right. Mm -hmm. And so other photographers could be looking it up. Um, Videographers could be looking it up. Anyone could be looking it up. But if you are specifying it to why is branding photography important? Why is wedding photography important? Why is like you are going to get more of the people that could potentially be your clients versus it just being this giant open topic that anyone is interested in? Yeah. Um, and then making sure that that's kind of you talk more specifically about whatever that topic is. Mm hmm. So Steve says, basically play the search term top hits for the topic at hand to your advantage by using the most popular for title and wording. Um, yes, however, um, it's actually better if you can figure out which one is not as popular. So it's a variation of the wording, but it's not as popular. And the reason for that is... If you go after, just like Zara was saying, if you go after why is photography important, that's super broad. And it's probably a pretty low chance that you're going to end up surfacing on the first page of Google for that term because it is so broad and it is a very highly searched topic. But if um, is photography important, just this is an example. This isn't, a, 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 this isn't the case. But is photography important, that might be a lesser searched variation. And if you can figure out which one is the lesser search variation, there's a good chance that you'll surface on the first page of those results because there's less competition there. And so part of what you're looking for, right, is let's go, uh, why, why is photography important? Yields us with, it's not telling us how many results. Google used to tell you like whatever bajillion, quadrillion, trillion results. Um, came up for this. Um, oh, look, right here at the bottom, this is even better. Google even gives you the related searches. So these are terms that you could potentially use. Um, you guys can't see this. I'm sorry. So the results are 1.8 billion. Right. Okay. So 1.8 billion, right? <laughs> that means that there are 1.8 billion things that match that, okay? So if you could find something that has results that are 1 million versus 1 billion, right? Right. <laughs> You're going to be way more likely to rank at 1 million than you are competing against 1 billion search results. So yeah, this is 2 billion. <laughs> yeah, th this is a balancing act and this is where this is part of what I've been frustrated with. Um and and it can Okay. <laughs> this, as you can see, is a rabbit hole. SEO and doing all of these things to try to optimize and hit Google number one and blah, 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 blah. It's a rabbit hole that can literally eat your life and can actually stop you from producing content. So 
all of these things that we have talked about today, everything we've talked about today, it's all stuff that you can do to improve your SEO, to improve the um, reach of your blog and to bring clients into your website. However, if and when you ever find any of this stuff stopping you from creating your content, just fuck it all off and create the content because the content is still important and it's still worthwhile to have and do. And you may not, right? If you take it strategically and you can handle it all and balance it all and produce it all, that's great. But if you can't and it stops you from producing, then it's no good because you're not producing any content, right? But if you're producing content and you just say, you know what, fuck that SEO stuff. It's too much. I'm just going to make stuff there's still a chance that you're going to hit. You're going right. to do something that will resonate, that will be a search term that people are looking for, and you'll, you'll land on the first page and you'll get people to you. So right. don't, go ahead. I was just going to say, done is better than perfect. So yeah, yes. it might not, you know, get, it might not start ranking at the top of Google's first page. You know, it might not get you a ton of business, but having that content out there is so important. And I think I could take a lesson from this because I've got so much stuff and I used to be so good about blogging and putting things out there. And then my business got really busy and I just kind of let it slide. And because of the result of that, it's like it slowed down significantly. Um, but even like the instantaneous, like going back to social media, like on Instagram, like when when I post something and I'm doing stories and I'm doing all that, then I'm getting like three to 400 views a day, unique views a day on my Instagram profile versus if I don't do anything and then all of a sudden it's like 40 to maybe 70 views. Um, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, you might not be ranking, but you are getting more people actually visiting because now you can share that content on Facebook. You can share it on Instagram. You can share it on other social media sites. You can share it with other vendors and it's still going to get you more foot traffic than if that content didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's a, that's a, a really, 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 really good point is you should be thinking about social media as the tools to drive traffic to your website. Many, so many, many of us. Content. Exactly. Because many of us get caught up in, I need, I need more likes on my, my whatevers. I need more views on my whatevers. I need more subscribers or followers or numbers, 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 right? The number in the end that is most important is how many people come to you. And ultimately, if your goal is to run your business and, and be busy, the, the real goal is how many people are, are booking, well, what's the, at the end of it, what's the num number that's getting deposited into your bank yeah, account? Yeah, yeah, like and to really uh, take it to its conclusion. That's really, I mean, if we're looking at running a profitable business, I am not looking to be the most popular. I'm not looking to be the most liked. I'm looking right. to be the most profitable. And while those things can contribute, I can tell you that I personally know, off the top of my head, I could name five people right now who have huge followings who get a ton of likes who are broke as hell and can't pay their bills but they've got all the likes and likes don't pay your bills the mm -hmm. likes and your followers don't pay your bills unless you can utilize them in the right way and then 
they will pay your bills, but it doesn't mean like you could get a thousand likes on an image and still not make any money. You can get 10 likes on an image and book five weddings from it. Right. I mean, you know, the, the, that directly goes back to, to me and my situation, mm -hmm. right? Like I've got nearly 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, but that number means almost nothing. Um, right. Because, you know, those subscribers by and large don't watch my videos on the regular. The, the game on YouTube is, is search and, you know, and it hasn't been, I mean, we don't need to get into that again, but the numbers, the, you need to figure out what numbers are important to you and make sure that all the efforts that you're putting in are contributing to that important number. That's the bottom line there. Um, Steve had a question here. Is it better to embed keywords into images or the text blog? Both. Yes, exactly. You want to do both. Mm -hmm. um, I like Steve's why. I have all this gear and now me is the excuse. And it's true. So I, when I first started out, I was photographing or I was working for a guy who was a total gearhead. And so that kind of rubbed off on me. And when I went on on my own, I just, you know, I had to have the latest and greatest of everything. And a couple of years ago, I looked around and like my studio was full of equipment. Like I had every lens under the sun from every brand. Like I would have a Sigma and I would have a Tamron and a Canon version of it. Um, I had every single light and like, it was just so like overwhelming how much money was just sitting there. And I wasn't using half of it. And I took a trip back to Armenia for six weeks. And right before I left, I sold off so much stuff. I literally, I wanted to have where my studio was able to go into my think tank case aside from the light stands and be good. And so I went down to two camera bodies three lenses if anything else i need to you know i can rent borrow it or it, borrow it, it from a friend um and it has been the best decision ever i sold off a bunch of lights i mean i still have the things that i use on a daily basis but it was the same thing like i did the same thing to my closet right i went in and i just got rid of anything i don't wear like i literally live in like three pairs of jeans and four t-shirts me too and an occasional like jacket and so i went through and I donated two truck beds full of clothing and shoes to the point where when Donald walked into the closet, he was like, do I have more clothes than you? Like what happened? <laughs> um, and it's the best feeling because you become so much more efficient. And this is like a whole different topic. Uh, but when you know that you have the right tools and they're right there and that's all you got to use, you become so much more efficient at what you do. Yep. So stop yeah. being your head, start actually utilizing your tools. Like you don't need every single lens to be the best photographer. You need to actually get out there and take some damn photos. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? I see what you did there. That was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. Oh, it's right on the ClickCon US. So Steve says his photo of us is on the ClickCon speaker uh, page on their website. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was going to look right now. I got to look at that. Hey, show me, show me. All right, hold on. I'm bringing it up. Uh, I'm trying to click. I guess we should talk to Sherry about, you know. <laughs> yeah, I reached out to her. Um, speakers. All right. I'm... Oh, there's nothing there. Oh, it's on, it's on the 
if you just go to their clickcon.us. Okay. It's you, me, Spiros. <laughs> Where is that? Uh, scroll down. There oh, I see it. Ah, here we are. Look at us. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> that's really cool, Steve. <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. Well, on that note, we should probably wrap this bad boy up, hey? I think so. Okay. We kind of went off topic, but I think it was good. I mean, yeah, a little bit. So bottom line, your blog can definitely help your SEO, which will bring traffic to you. Um, yes. And in the end, the most important thing is content production, but don't let that take over your life um, because, you know, the the last number that matters is, you know, your most important number, whatever that number happens to be, uh, and make sure that your efforts contribute to that. Anything else I, you want to add, Zara? Nope. I think that was pretty good. I think everyone should either do a video or a blog before next Wednesday. Okay. I'm down with that. That's your challenge. Do a video or a blog by next Wednesday. Post it on your website. Link it and into the, the group. Yeah. Put the link in the group. Yep. Yep. That's what we want to see from you guys. From you, gang. Awesome. All right. I think we can get on with our Wednesdays. All right. Everybody have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you head over to shp.photo slash bizmerch if you want to support the show or tell people about the group and the show and the podcast at shp.photo slash podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys.